0: Ayer's on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer.
1: Well, hi there, and welcome back to Ayer's on the Road, because we are really, we went through the air, but now we're on the road. It's been a great and exciting week for us.
2: We're in Paris. We're actually just south of Paris, um, don't mistake that for the south of France, however. <laughs> we're just a little bit south of Paris, and we're here with some of our children. We're having a little retreat, a little getaway, which may sound extravagant to some of you, but it's really not because we've got some kids living in Paris, and it's we need to come to them somehow. We're well, not in Paris, living in Europe, and we need to get with them. We're a little jet-lagged. At least I am. Are you?
1: No, no, of course not.
2: We don't. We never. We never admit to jet lag. In fact, we think we've got it figured out. You come in. You take a one-hour nap. No more. And then you stay up until it's the new bedtime.
1: Right. And it's been a great and beautiful day. We have been to the castle of Fontainebleau.
2: Oh, that's my dream come true, Linda. Should we tell the story? No, it's too. Complicated. No, no, we got to tell it. I'll I'll do it. Well, you don't want to (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) I what I like to say is I've been trying to get Linda to meet me at Fontainebleau for 55 years. Now that takes some explanation. It does. I way back when, when I was working in politics and I was in Florida for the Republican National Convention. And Linda, I was traveling up in New York and we were both young, really young, and really single. In college, yes. And I was way more in love with you than you were with me as they become obvious in this story. And I was trying to talk you into coming down from New York to spend a little time with me at the Fontainebleau, which is an elegant hotel in Miami. And you didn't come. Let's just leave it at that. Let's just say I did not persuade you. Well, we cannot leave it at that because
1: <laughs> I was at the Hill pageant not watching it, but as a participant.
2: Well, I and didn't I want could... you to leave. I didn't want you to miss any performances. No,
1: but we were doing things all day. I couldn't come. Anyway, I should have known that. That was the beginning <laughs> of a life trying to persuade, persuade me to do things that I couldn't do.
2: <laughs> and failing. And over no, and over no, no, for really. all these years
1: anyway before we <laughs> get too involved in this but let, finally
2: let us... finally i got you to meet me at the phantom blue but it was the actual castle instead right. what a castle by the way
1: well before we go any farther let us say welcome to a lot of new grandparents who are on here today because we just oh, did our yes, first yes. grandparenting, um seminar which is has was so fun actually it was two hours of just watching a lot of grandparents <laughs> relaxing on their couches and taking notes and and being dedicated. It was really a fun. We thing. had
2: 600 grandparents joined our Grandparenting 101 course, and it was on Zoom, and you know, like you say, you have, when you do a zoom that large, you have to try to tell as many funny stories as you can. And then you can see people laughing and you know you're getting through to them. Otherwise, think,
1: otherwise you they're don't.
2: just staring at you like, What are you gonna tell us?
1: There was this one couple that <laughs> just looked so engrossed the whole time. And then I finally realized about halfway through that it was a picture. It was a picture of them oh. looking and, I, and it looked so much. Oh, it was so a cool, still thought, picture. Oh. Yeah. Really great. Look at them.
2: Anyway, they're speechless. They're not even moving. <laughs> they're transfixed.
1: Anyway, thank you if you are here to join us for the first time. And thank you for always joining us. When you do, on Irish on the Road, we really enjoy this a lot. And thanks to KBYU uh, Radio Podcasts.
2: And our producer, Logan our Gardner. Logan,
1: and uh, we really do appreciate your joining with us. And so, you
2: know, one of the things that's really great, and one, frankly, one reason we keep doing this podcast since it's been over 10 years that we've been doing it once a week, and one thing that keeps us motivated to do it is that we have such a wonderful audience. We don't have the exact demographics, but we we know originally it was mostly young parents, mostly because a lot of what we talked about was parenting and balancing work and family and so on. And we still do talk a lot about that, but we've broadened it out a little. We talk about grandparenting occasionally. And so what we know about our listeners on Hires on the road is that it's a it's a broad spectrum. It's grandparents, it's parents, it's uh, some younger single people, and we just love the fact that it's a representative group of a lot of different demographics. And we try to we do our best to say something that's relevant to people in a lot of different ages, and more and more. We're convinced, personally in our own lives, that three-generation families—grandparents, parents, and the children—are are really the key to family solidarity. And, and in a busy world with so many distractions and so much busyness and so many obligations, it really takes a three-generation family. And we know we did a survey on the grandparents who we are taking in our course, and. You know, a lot of them are in very close touch, both with their children and their grandchildren. And a lot of more and more parents and grandparents, and that's one of the main things we talked about the other night, is meeting as sort of the senior management of that family with the parents in charge, but the grandparents offering support and essentially asking the parents, what can I do to help? and where do you want my help and where do you not want my help <laughs> and so we're trying to do a service to the parents and tell grandparents like ourselves stay out of there unless you're asked
1: right which is really one of the biggest problems of grandparenting. um I, often when i talk to my friends they say you know how do you just keep your mouth zipped up so you don't say things that are inappropriate like i know the solution to this problem if you just ask me um and and (laughs) And we really do know we do know but um but then when they do ask you i mean really all you can say is, you're doing great you're doing great we have so much confidence i mean sometimes there are serious problems that you need to do things that are um, you need to intervene, I intervene a little bit, but wow, it is just so important. You, you were
2: pretty kind. Confidence. You were pretty kind on that little monologue there, honey, because it's not—it's not your mouth that you worry about. It's my mouth. It's true. And it's true. and you actually divulge to all those grandparents that you carry around a little duct tape in your purse, <laughs> so you can slap it over my mouth when I start giving unsolicited unrequested advice
1: but that's getting a little bit harder now that you have your little goatee because that would be quite painful (laughs) oh (laughs) oh the
2: duct tape tape. yeah that's a good that's a good point
1: so um we do have a great surprise for you for the second half we have some daughters here with us that are going to talk to you about some really exciting things that they're doing right now Uh, We happen to be here with them, but I do have to say before we end this segment that today I thought so much about how things have changed in the last two hundred years.
2: Oh (laughs) yeah, well, four hundred years. I mean, we went six hundred years. We were in this. The Fontainebleau Castle was built in eleven fifty four.
1: Right, long nine hundred years. But all through that, I was just thinking, oh my goodness. This is amazing. Think of how families have changed in all those times. Of course, they still love their children, but it was a whole different world. Children were given birth so that they could help on the farm, basically. And well, not the family the dynamic.
2: Yeah, No, that's right. Yeah. I know I know what you're saying, but I'm, go ahead and finish that thought and then I've got a counterpoint. <laughs> well,
1: I do think that it is, it's, yeah. it's such a different world, especially with the royalty. I mean, you know, they were... Uh, hoping for a boy, hoping for a boy. I mean, they said that when the, when the when Napoleon married for the second time, the wife got pregnant, and if there were then from the cathedral of notre Dame. they were going to ring the bells it would be 22 times if it was a girl at, at the birth and it would be 110 times if it was a boy so the whole countryside <laughs> was waiting for that bell to go off and when it got to 23 it meant that was a boy and everybody was rejoicing all over the country kind of, that
2: kind of bugs doesn't and it
1: really is yeah. not there
2: Well, what I thought you were going to say, I mean, what you said is true. The the ordinary person was hoping for children, as many as possible, so they could have farm workers, people to help. But that wasn't the case with Napoleon, who uh, actually had his son. He didn't even know for sure it was a son, but he hoped it was. So he, he named and coronated that embryo as the king of Rome. He had by then right. conquered Italy. Napoleon had. Napoleon was a piece of work. We we learned a little, a few more crazy things about him today. But uh, so that baby, when he was before he was born, before they even knew it was a boy, right, right. Was, was the king of Rome. What would have happened if it was a girl? Yeah, well, oh. I guess maybe that was Napoleon's way of sort of you I rule
1: the world and the heavens.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: this is a boy. Anyway. Um, Gosh, we learned a lot about history, but I just couldn't help but thinking about all those parents and grandparents who loved their children. I'm sure sure the grandparents as well. But wow, when it came to royalty, it was a whole different world. Often the mothers and grandmothers didn't even see their children very often because they were taken away by a nursemaid and raised until they were old enough to take uh, take
2: over. But you anyway. make such a good point, Linda, that, that what's always interesting to us in history, and maybe this is shows that we're, you know, to someone with a hammer in their hand, everything looks like a nail. We always focus on families in, in any sort of history that we're involved in. And uh, how interesting to to note that all those who had money for a Bible, and, and these we're talking about the 1400s, the 1500s here, the first thing they would put in their Bible was a pedigree, a family, right. their a family, family history, history yeah. a family tree, and that's what mattered to them. And, and they had a, what we speak about so much, which is a family narrative. They had, they had connections to their ancestors. They knew stories, oh, right. oral histories yeah. about what those people did, and that's where their children got their identity, and it's still true today. It is still true today.
1: But we would like to tell you that we're going to have a really fun second half. We're going to stop uh, for a few minutes for a break, and then we're going to bring on our daughters who just started their podcast. The first podcast is called In the Arena with the Iron Sisters. Well, let's
2: let's wait till they're in here with us, and we'll tell you a little more about it. But a lot of you know— Shani Pothier, through her her blog, has a tremendous following.
1: 71toes.com. And
2: some of you know our daughter Charity, whose name is Charity Wright. And her she's an Instagrammer with a lot of following. And we have four daughters. They're all pretty wonderful. And three of them are here in France with us today. So we thought, what a great opportunity to bring them on. The third one, Sadie, may not come on because she got in so late. She (laughs) She might be jet-lagged. She came a a day late. She may be too jet-lagged. But we're going to take a little break and get yourself geared up because when we come back, we're going to talk about being in the arena. And if you're a parent or a grandparent, you start thinking from a family standpoint, what might that mean to be in, in the arena? I'll give you a clue. Linda always says, in the trenches. (laughs) <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: There's a lot involved in a terina, I mean, in, a, in an arena, so uh, we hope that you'll hang on because these girls are coming on just a minute.
2: We'll be right back after this brief break.
3: Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer.
1: And we're back, sitting amongst our three of our four daughters that are on this wonderful podcast. And we had introduced you a bit before you came on. So uh, we would just love to know why you started this and if you're liking it and what you think uh, the audience is going but to do. But first,
2: first introduce yourself so they'll get your voices straight and then they'll know you. tell all. us what the goal of it is and anything else you want. New podcast, and all we've said is it's called In the Arena. Okay.
1: Um, Shawnee, you go
4: ahead. Okay, well, um, I'm Shawnee, the second daughter, and this is... I'm Sadie. I'm the third daughter, fourth child. (laughs) And I am Saren. I'm the oldest child. And I'll just say why we decided to start this. We just read some memoirs, and I just kind of always thought this would be a fun thing to do with sisters, and we all all discussed it and thought it would be great, but we had a kind of interesting um, growing up that we wanted to just record because we felt like we, we liked it. It was kind of a little quirky and different. And so we wanted to record it and wanted to have it for us as well as for our kids and their kids. And so we decided to start recording some of those things and maybe one of you guys can tell why we chose the title.
0: Well, we chose the title because, um, and this is Saren, our parents were awesome at having us memorize a lot of great quotes when we were growing up. And one of our very favorites was one by Theodore Roosevelt that talks about the man who's in the arena, whose face is marred by blood and sweat and tears, and who tries again and again and fails again and again, but whose place will never be among those cold and timid souls who never knew victory or defeat. Are you impressed, that I actually remember at least part of it. Um, So we just thought that's really what parenting is. It's all trying your best and trying and failing and trying again. And that really, we love that quote that our parents taught us. And we just love the idea that we're all in the arena together. And that's what parenthood is is all about.
3: And this podcast is kind of about our parents sort of being in the arena with us as we were growing up and then how we've translated the things that we've learned and the adventures that we've had and the experiences into our own families and the ways that it has taken on a different form and a different life in our own families with our husbands and unique children.
4: Because when you examine where how you grew up, you, it makes you kind of examine how you want to be and what you don't want to be and kind of tries to help to figure
3: out where you're going.
2: Well, I, I think it's, a I will tell you, every Tuesday, the new episode comes out of In the Arena. And when I wake up and I realize it's Tuesday, I have this emotion that's a mixture of anticipation and fear, because <laughs> I, know I never know thing. what you guys are going to say.
3: Really, God? Are you afraid?
2: Of oh, you do. You, I don't know what you're going to talk about. I don't know if you'll remember oh, it, just right? Get ready
1: to go. I, I mean, to you get know,
2: it you. just really comes out. So
1: far, it's been fabulous. You're nothing. So
2: it's beautiful. not oh. candid. Oh. No,
1: we're <laughs> candid.
0: We tell the truth. People <laughs> <But they laughs> like to hear the truth. But also, you know, you don't have to be fearful. You know, we think you're absolutely amazing. And we love the way that we grew up. That's (laughs) for sure. So
1: nice. Well, I've noticed
2: you use the word eccentric quite often. Sorry. Go ahead. I
1: say we we do have a fourth daughter, uh, Charity, our youngest daughter, who is not here. She came on a trip earlier, but uh, she is in the trenches of the arena. She sure
2: is. (laughs) Yeah, she's in the basement. She's in the muddy part. She's like
1: in a bullfight. (laughs) Yeah,
2: she's in with the gladiators.
1: <laughs> because she has she has four kids in four years and it really was crazy. Now they're six, four, and then her two-year-olds are just about to turn two, which is even worse. How is it having the,
2: that little sister on with you with you older oh, women? Is she the it wife is of the awesome.
0: She has she's like what sometimes the most wise person on there for sure. Charity is yeah. so smart, has so many good comments. And we've all been there and done that. We totally get it. But wow, she's in a rough spot. But I have to say, parenting the adult kids, Shawnee and I, we're going to do a whole episode on that coming up. And because we've had a lot of people ask about it. And it's a whole different kind of arena, that's for sure, where you just don't have a lot of control. So it's a whole different thing. And Sadie's in the thick of the teenagers right now. So that's a whole other arena,
3: too. Yeah, it's kind of fun that we're all in such different stages because I think we really do take the whole. Yeah, the whole Nobody spectrum. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, between the four of you, you have children from two years old to 25. 25. So they can cover the whole gamut. Yep. Total of 18, right?
0: Yep. 18 kids altogether. And every one of them a complete, unique individual. Mm-hmm. So our parents talk a lot about how they had nine kids, one of every kind. Well, we got eighteen now. No, yeah, we that didn't realize we get to work
2: with. There were some <laughs> kinds we didn't know about until you guys started out.
0: <laughs> we got all kinds going on. It just is so fun to reminisce about so many amazing things that we got to experience growing up and that we, you know, have learned so much from and have kind of taken in different directions based on the people we married and the different kinds of things
2: that we right. brought to the table. What yeah. would you... Oh, sorry. Uh, we'll, no, sorry go go ahead. no, go ahead. I was going to ask, what you, what's the goal of In the Arena? And I guess you that's kind of what you're telling us about.
4: Yeah, just to kind of dissect that and try to... I think as as my kids get older, I just am more and more in awe of you guys <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and what you did. And I just helps to kind of dissect it and think... Okay, how do they do that? And how can I do that a little bit better? And how can and, I not And do just find the I mean, thing, where did we get certain
0: things? Like for example, we're walking around today and Shawnee notices these beautiful chestnuts on the floor. And she's like, I love chestnuts. So she picks one up and I pull one out of my pocket. I'm like, look, I just found this chestnut while I was walking around this morning. We're like, why do we both love chestnuts so much? And I think that's something
3: that dad gave us as little kids. Mom now tell was me, saying it's not from her. <laughs> tell me who who said the quote, the unexamined life is not worth living?
2: A uh, filler named Socrates. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay.
3: That's another one we memorized, but I just couldn't remember who said it. But I think that's also part of why we're doing this is we just want to examine. I think everyone should examine their childhood Examine, you know, how they are raised and really think about, okay, what is the part that I love that I want to continue? What parts do I maybe not want to continue? How can I be deliberate about what I'm creating? I just think examining our lives in this way has been really, really awesome for me.
1: Yeah, very interesting. I love that. And I love that there's such a broad range of kids because you think, well, wait a minute, once you have an empty nest, how hard is that? And, you know, what you realize is you really, first of all, you think it's an emptying nest because our kids left for a long time. But then you look back and realize that it's actually filling the nest. They just keep coming back with more more more. and more and more in the nest. So it's a good, broad experience. Well, and
2: you know what what I love about this, and a little father fried coming out here a little bit, I, I mean, there are a lot of siblings that don't get along as well as you four sisters do. And it's so wonderful to see how com- not only how compatible you are. I mean, it's one thing to get along with your siblings, but to do a podcast with them. Yeah, well, I don't-
3: we, we just did a whole <laughs> podcast about sibling rivalry and fighting. Now. Oh, we haven't, and- <laughs> oh, we haven't <laughs> heard no, that one. It won't it be out for a while. All our kids fight and we fought growing up and we still fight doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We work things out. We know how to work things out. And that is actually the important thing is repair. Not so much not fighting, but knowing how to disagree and fight and repair.
2: Well, tell your editor not to take out the feisty parts. <laughs> well, we fight I-
3: off. Offer. Oh, 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 yeah.
2: Off yeah. Okay. Maybe we, we just have a discussion
0: off- about, like, okay, what should the title be? Or, like, okay, who's going to do which part? And, you know.
3: I've had to hang up the phone, like, once when we're talking. To they <laughs> <laughs> told me that you know, they were so busy. They didn't, like, they didn't even notice. <laughs> I just hopped back on. After I'm not frustrated anymore. <laughs>
2: Well, I heard that you all sort of cast from in your closets. A to get away from the kids, and B because the soft clothing makes the sound yes. quality better, right? And
1: closets yeah.
0: make really good podcast studios. We found out.
1: Yeah, in fact, we're in kind of a castle. We're in a small room in a castle, and the sound's probably bouncing around here, but it would be worse out there. <laughs> so it is really a challenge, though. Because you do it from all your homes. We all live in different places. The challenge is not doing it from our homes.
4: The challenge is finding a time when we're all available at the same time. Thanks to Zoom, it's
0: pretty easy to just all get on from wherever we are. Trying to get the sound quality just right with different equipment is a little challenging. We're working on that. But the time is so hard because for charity, evenings are best because for little kids, go to bed at like 7.30 or 8. But that's when our kids need us the most. So. It's a little uh, tricky,
2: yeah.
0: But we've finally arrived at a time that seems to be working. And oh, I was going to
2: guess you usually record late at night, but maybe not, huh?
0: Charity needs to go to bed early because she has to get up so oh, early that's with her true. kids. That's true. So it's just, you know, we finally figured it out. I think on timing, but it's there's always something to figure out together. But we're we're getting it down right, girls. The point is that the family
4: dynamics are so awesome, and it's so exciting to be able to dissect it and. In- and think about it, and we're just so glad that we had such interesting and eccentric ones.
2: So, if I'm <laughs> a listener out there and I, I listen to Iyers on the road, and and I, you know, I kind of know a little about this Iyer family. Why should I listen to in the arena? Because that's where they'll get the real truth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, well you- we might give you some truth that might not even be really true. So it's crazy. <laughs> <easy. laughs> You'll get our, our perspective on there because our perspective is different from theirs. I think that it's actually really helpful to have these different perspectives to have you guys have one way of like remembering it. And because your kids will remember your family life differently than the way you want to portray it or that you want to live it right. They're going to remember different things. And I think that's been one of the things that has been really interesting. Um, But also I think we give a lot of, we basically want to create a community of families Um. who are trying to examine their lives and figure out how to, do things in a way that makes sense for their families. And so we're trying to really like create that through Instagram and through our website. We really want people to, pitch, to chime in and say what they, what works for them. And we really want this to be a powerful community of families that are trying hard.
4: We just have so much to learn from each other. And there's so many good ideas out there. And you guys had some really amazing ones. And there's so many amazingly deliberate families out there who also have such good ideas and doing See, I hear you job.
2: I hear all three of you use that word deliberate quite a lot and I I think I know what you mean by that and I like the what I think it means but how would you define being a deliberate parent?
0: Well, I think a lot of it is just that I mean, most parents are somewhat deliberate in certain ways, because we're forced to be in order to keep our heads above water. But I think when we think of deliberate parenting, we're talking about parenting where we're stopping, and we're thinking, okay, is this working? Is this not working? What can we do different? Another part of it is being proactive, which I know Mm -hmm. mom and dad talk about a lot, which is rather than just being reactive and just, okay, so this kid just said this to me, and it, it didn't feel good. And how do I handle it? Or this kid's hitting this other kid all the time. What should I do? But thinking, okay, what what is something we can do that's not just reacting to a situation, but what do we want to do that will actually be beneficial um, on the proactive
3: side, right, of being things? on the offense? You guys talk uh, about, and also uh, I think a buzzword today is intentional. Parents being mm-hmm. uh-huh. be really intentional, having intent before we just act. So,
2: yeah, I, I love the offense. Everyone who I know who uses sports analogies, which is pretty much all my friends. They say it's no fun playing defense, but it's a lot of fun playing offense. And in a a family, I mean, we watch you guys and you each have an offense and it's not the same offense for each of you, but it it is intentional and deliberate and proactive, which is pretty... Pretty rare, I think, in the world. Too. Well, I don't
3: know if it's so rare. I think there's a lot of parents out yeah. there that are trying to parent in this way. It's just fun to get together and talk about it because then you get more ideas and you get inspired and excited. And you realize yeah. what you are deliberate in. That you thought yeah, you maybe stop you
0: and realize, oh, well, it's been so interesting to talk about you guys yeah. and be like, I wonder if they like planned that to turn out that way or was it just yeah. a happy accident sometimes? I think a lot of it was planned because we have very, very deliberate parents. But then there's also those parts that I think all of us have experienced as parents where you're like, oh, well, we kind of did it for this reason, but then this other thing kind of happened too, which was a really cool thing.
2: Just one more thing I wanted you to comment on, and I think Linda should have the last word here, but I I wonder, you know, we've got a lot of grandparents now in our audience on this podcast, and um, we're trying to figure out the right way to say this, but grandparents are often not involved enough, or alternatively, too involved and too pushy and too stepping on the toes and too thinking they have all the answers. What, what would you, as as three mothers with kids of different ages, what, what would be your message to grandparents who want to be more proactive and deliberate, just like what you're talking about, only from the grandparenting side, but who are really a little worried that if they get too proactive, they're going to step on toes?
0: Well, one thing I really appreciate that you guys do is that you ask us, you say, okay, so, you know, I was thinking I might want to talk to so-and-so about this thing. I know it's something you've mentioned a few times. I've noticed that issue too. Um, You know, here's some things I was thinking I would talk to him about. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that you guys, you bring that up because then we can fill you in on some pieces of information that might be helpful to know more of the whole picture. And we can be like, yeah, well, maybe don't say this when you talk to him because that is a really sore point right now. But it'd be great if you talk to them, you know, so just kind of having that conversation could be really, really helpful. I love that I have several friends whose parents are really good about making sure to just say, okay, don't want to overstep, but here's something I've noticed. What can I do to help? Um, you know, here's a couple ideas. So you're saying if
2: you're, if you're the parent, you should tell the grandparents what you need their help on and maybe what you don't. And maybe if you're the grandparent, you should ask. So well, it's sort of don't ask, yeah. don't tell. No, it's sort of ask and tell.
4: I have to say that my favorite thing about you that I've told so many people is that I ask all the time and you say Every time you're doing it way better than I ever did it. Yes. You, you have, well, it's true. You guys are these parenting experts, and I've asked you a lot of questions over the year, and you could just jump in there and say, Well, well here's what you do. Because yeah. I've opened the door millions of times, but you just say, Oh, you're doing it so great. <laughs> and you are I so good. I can't tell you how much that, that has helped me through the years. I yes. appreciate it. I mean, it's a huge, huge difference. Giving kids confidence that they're really And just doing
0: being to do cheerleaders stuff. to your kids as parents yeah. is hugely helpful, because I do I think, think there I'm are some. You some parents that can be a little bit, you know, less than um, kind <laughs> towards their kids' parenting.
2: <laughs> well, time flies. We're out of time, but Linda, want to wrap it up and say goodbye from Paris?
1: Well, yes. We are so happy to have these three of us, and we've got a few others in the other room, too, some some uh, husbands and so on. So, we are just so thrilled that that we could have this moment with these three at the same time. Just as they launch this, it's called In the Arena with the Ayers Sisters. They're still Ayers, even though they're loosely Shumleys and Cothiers. And, <laughs>
2: and any podcast app, all they'll have to do is Google In the Arena.
1: With the IR
3: sisters.
2: With the Irish.
0: There's a lot of in the remnant. A lot of them about sports. We're not about sports. Just
1: so you know. Just don't don't check in. Except for the offense. Talk about yeah. Sports. We are about that. So thanks you girls for coming. That really made a great show. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'll see you next time on Irish on the Road. Thanks for having us. Bye.